0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Listen, it's going to be a very serious show today, specifically the opening, and I need you to pay very close attention, if, uh, if I may ask that. Uh, we now know for sure that both the FBI and CIA, upper-level people in those agencies, there's, now, there's no question now that they rigged the 2016 and 2020 election. None. I've got some pretty stunning audio on that from Glenn Greenwald last night in a Tucker show and more evidence building by the day that these elections were in fact rigged. It's incredible Donald Trump even pulled out the 2016 election given everything that was working against him. Incredible. Given everything we know now. Big show today. Don't miss it. A loaded Friday show today, included some, including some of your questions at the end. And an update, finally, on the Arizona-Maricopa County audit. Some good news, some bad news. Some interesting news, stay tuned. All right, Joe, let's go. I'm By the way, I'm sorry for the visuals. Uh, oh, Joe, it's Friday. Oh. That's, that's yes, not all it right. it is. It's, it's Friday. Friday. You got to do the Friday. Instead, you totally, you gave us like the Monday green. That was actually more of a <laughs> Tuesday energy. Please, if you wouldn't, your traditional Friday green. It's agree. Friday. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Puts me in my, uh, puts me in my zone. Of- me so too. I apologize for my face today. If you're watching on Rumble, I shaved before the show. Uh, because I Friday's always a busy day. It looks like I shaved with a chainsaw. So if you see all these blood spots on my face, I'm, my my apologies. It's, listen, I, I told you we go sans makeup on this show. This is the Dude. real deal. It is. look looked bad, right? And one final uh, note, programming note, I will be co-hosting The Five next week on the Fox News Channel live all week, Monday through Friday, if they don't throw me out. Don't miss that, and don't miss my weekend show, Unfiltered, 10 p.m. on Saturday. I don't know what's going to happen next week on the Five. You can see it live with me, so we'll see how long they let me go over there. Hey, uh, on a serious note, um, please, I, I'm with with humility and respect. I ask you to pay very close attention to this because this is now turning into a very serious existential crisis for the republic. I, I'm not kidding. It's not not again exaggeration for effect. I don't need it. I don't have time for it. There's no longer any question now that the FBI and the CIA and members of it rigged both the 2016 and 2020 election. There's no question about it. Uh, The 2016 election through the FBI and other intel agencies overseas, their role in trying to tar Donald Trump with the false Russian collusion label, we now know that story, to be entirely, completely, 100% discredited. It was made up by people in the FBI and others who targeted Donald Trump in conjunction with the media and the Hillary Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS and lawyers. Okay, we get that. We've been talking about that all week with the Sussman indictment from Friday. But something that's kind of flying under the radar a little bit and shouldn't outside of Fox News, this show, you know, Levin, Hannity and others, really no one else in the mainstream media is reporting on the fact That although the FBI is getting a lot of scrutiny for what they did in 2016, given the Sussman indictment, the CIA is managing somehow to escape scrutiny in the intelligence agencies over what they pulled in 2020. Well, what did they pull in 2020? Well, we know that unquestionably at this point that they tried to rig the election. How? There is another breaking news story about Hunter Biden. I'll I'll tie these two stories together in a moment. You'll see it up at Fox News. It'll be in my newsletter today if you uh, subscribe to it. Charles Kreitz. A new bombshell about Hunter Biden that he was trying to apparently shake down the Libyan government for two million dollars. Glenn Greenwald says it's more proof the media lied to the Republic uh, lied to the public business insiders reporting that Hunter Biden asked for two million dollars from Libya to help reclaim frozen Libyan assets. Ladies and gentlemen, this should not be breaking news. This is the point. If the CIA and intelligence agencies didn't leak to useful idiots in the media that the Hunter Biden email scandal and his laptop with evidence of his corruption, if they didn't say to the media falsely, hey, that's all Russian disinformation. There are potentially some media outlets that could have and should have run with it. But because the CIA wanted that story to go away, it's now breaking news after the election that Hunter Biden is alleged to uh, tried to shake down another country, China, Russia, Libya, Kazakhstan. This guy's got his mitts everywhere. This should not be breaking news. This guy's father should have been nowhere near the White House. They should have been all over this story before the election. So that the American people, notably independents, liberals will vote for any corruptocrat. They don't care. Liberals just care about power. I'm not under any illusion that liberals care about dignity, the republic or anything like that. But independent voters likely would have swayed their vote if they knew that this guy's father, Joe Biden, was involved in one of the biggest shakedown scandals we've seen in modern presidential campaign history. Probably the biggest. He's trying to shake down another country now. This story is damning. Read it. It'll be in my newsletter today. Apparently trying to get $2 million from the Libyan government according to these allegations. Again, selling access to his dad and his family name. This guy has no life skills at all other than making sex tapes. Why is this breaking news now? The answer is because of the CIA and intelligence agencies. That's a fact. They rigged the 2020 election. That is a fact. By keeping independent voters from seeing the depravity of the Biden family, this should not be breaking news now. I will be covering this at length on the Fox Show this weekend too, unfiltered. Here's Glenn Greenwald last night. This is a, the clip is a little long. I try to keep them a minute, minute and a half. This one's about a minute forty five, but it's worth every second of your time. Here is Glenn Greenwald last night in an excellent appearance on with Tucker Carlson. Check out his Rumble account, by the way. He's got an incredible video on Glenn on Glenn's Rumble account. Here is him, uh, Glenn Greenwald, talking about how listen, this was rigged. The intelligence agencies used useful idiots in the media to rig the 2020 election and get those get that information hidden from the American public, so they couldn't make a sound decision about both candidates. It's clear as day now. This is a huge monster story. I'll tell you what we can do about it on the other side of this. Check this out first.
2: The new book that just came out is from this young reporter at Politico who spent months digging into all of these emails. And obviously, had he unearthed proof that these emails were forgeries and put that in his book, he would be a star. You would know his name. He'd be a household name. He'd be on every TV show. But because his reporting said the opposite, he found even more proof that all those emails were authentic, which meant that these media outlets, all of them, pretty much, with a few exceptions deliberately lied to the public in the weeks before the election by telling them that this was Russian disinformation when they knew it wasn't true. They're ignoring his book. He's a—he's not a right-wing journalist. He's from one no. of the most mainstream publications. He has the proof in his hands that they all lied and they don't want anyone to know it. Are, uh, do you honestly think that they if you're NBC News, if you're CNN, if you're the New York Times, the Washington Post, can you just sort of move forward as if you didn't participate in a lying campaign to influence a political election. You know, as you know, Tucker, I was at the media outlet that I founded when this all happened, and they were the ones who published as well the claim that this was Russian disinformation, and then a week later told me that I couldn't report on this story because the documents weren't verified in contrast to the CIA lie that they had published. So all throughout the media, this is their prevailing mindset. They know that they have an audience filled with liberals who hate Donald Trump and the Trump movement, and their only business model is to aggrandize those people. And they know that even if they lie and get caught, caught lying, their audience and readers don't care. In fact, like them even more because they believe they're on the right side. So you have a huge numbers of journalists who believe that they have the right to lie. And even when they get caught, they don't care because they know their audience won't hold it against them.
0: Folks, we absolutely must clean house right now. The FBI, the CIA, any law enforcement or intelligence agency of the United States government that's been politicized. There is no time to wait. This is why I am supporting if President Trump decides to run him in the next election. Whatever you think of his tweets or whatever, persona, that's not, that's, that's, that's your business. That's not mine. I'm telling you, he is the only one. If he wins the next election, doesn't have to worry about reelection or anything else. We can finally do what needs to be done the right way and clean this government out from politicized operators who are supposed to be pledging allegiance to the flag, but are pledging allegiance to Democrats. I don't want politicized operators in the government. I don't care if they pledge allegiance to Republicans or Democrats. You shouldn't be pledging allegiance to either. You should be pledging your allegiance to our flag and our constitution, and that's not what's happening right now. We have to fix this. There is no, there is no longer a doubt. The CIA and the FBI rigged 2016 and 2020. Don't be afraid to say it. It's a fact. It's a stunner Donald Trump even managed to overcome all that and win in 2016. I'm serious given all of the negative influence the FBI put into the 2016 election communication channels. And now we know the CIA blocked communication channels from independence, from seeing just how corrupt the Hunter Biden, a whole scandal and his dad were the whole fiasco, the family fiasco, the CIA blocked you from seeing that. Weren't you entitled, even if you were going to choose Joe Biden anyway, aren't you entitled to have that information? That a lead candidate who won the Democrat nomination, his entire family could be corrupt and subject to blackmail? Aren't you entitled to see that? Step one 2024, cleaning house day one. Cleaning house, let him what, are the, what is it? Trump, folks, this is why his, if, if he wins the next uh, presidential election, this is why this could be so transformative for the country. Number one, he's not going to be afraid of impeachment. What are you going to impeach him? They've already impeached him twice for BS. Here's number two he doesn't have to worry about reelection. He doesn't have to worry about raising money. He doesn't have to worry about, Uh, political sinecures for anyone, kissing anybody's butt. You don't have to worry about any of that. First step, clean house. Anyone involved in this fiasco, submit your resignation on day one or you'll be fired, period, period. Second, polygraphs for everyone. National security polygraphs for anyone at the upper level of the CIA or FBI you believe to have been involved in leaking to reporters. Sorry. That is illegal, leaking classified information. It is unethical to leak official information and against administrative guidelines as well. Everyone gets polygraphed. Listen, everyone gets polygraphed. You don't pass, you're out. Submit your resignation. Everyone gets polygraphed. They have background updates for a lot of these agencies. People have to get re-polygraphed. Sometimes every five years, sometimes every 10 years. Everyone gets polygraphed. You fail, you are out. Goodbye. See you later. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. I'm telling you, the only one who'll do it is Trump. Everyone else can be worried about the press coverage. He has nothing to lose at this point. This is serious, folks. I got more on it coming up later. It's a George Soros connection here, too. Shock. Stunner. Stunner. George Soros connection. Moving on. There's a lot to get to. It's Friday. Uh, speaking of elections, we finally have an update on what the, uh, what's going on at the Maricopa County, Arizona audit. That is going to be released today during a presentation at 1 p.m. But KJZZ got their hold, uh, got their myths on a, a preliminary copy of what happened in the Arizona audit in their summary report. There's some interesting stuff in here. So let's get to this first. This is, of course, audit of the 2016 election about what happened in Arizona. First. Here's what they found on vote tallies. Again, this is according to this KJZZ outlet. I believe it's some NPR outlet, but which, you know, but I don't think they'd leak it. No one is going to come out at one o'clock if it wasn't the real thing. They look like idiots the same day. So this is Ben Giles. Hmm. Hmm. He says, according to a draft copy of the findings obtained by KJZZ, a hand recount. Of the nearly 2.1 million ballots cast in Maricopa County, hewed closely to the official canvas of the results approved by county leaders. In fact, the hand recount for Biden exceeded the county's tally by 99 votes, while Trump received 261 fewer votes than the official results. Randy Pollan, a spokesman for the election review, confirmed the validity of the draft. He says it's not the final report, but it's close. So... This audit is determined that the vote tally, at least in Maricopa County, and it's not statewide, uh, Maricopa County, was legitimate. That's according to this report. You do, it, uh, do with it what you want, okay? Here's the second part of this, which raises some serious questions. Again, from this story, this will be in my newsletter today as well, bongino.com newsletter, if you'd like to read the whole thing yourself. However, the draft report raises concerns about the county's election systems and record keeping. And it accuses Maricopa County officials of stonewalling their effort to perform a complete audit. Had Maricopa County chosen to cooperate with the audit, the majority of these obstacles would have been easily overcome, the report states. Pullen said other reports that will be presented in detail have not yet been leaked and that anomalies found in voting records are vast enough to cast doubt on the final vote count, despite the hand recounts confirmation of the results. Here's my interpretation of this. Folks, information can be invalid but reliable. I I, I don't mean to get too wonky, but I want you to understand what they're saying here. On one hand, they're saying the vote tally has hewed closely to the results. So they're saying the vote tally is valid, that Trump lost at the vote tally in Maricopa County on step one of what, what we just put out there. Step two, they're saying, but if he lost due to a invalid measure, the result may have been reliably, but, rel- but reliably wrong. I'll give you a quick analogy about what I mean. You can have a scale that's invalid, right? If you get on a scale that's constantly 10 pounds off, I'm 225. If it weighs me at 235, weighs me at a 235, it's an invalid. Me- I'm not 235. I'm 225. But if you get on your 100 pounds and it says 110, the scale's reliable. It's it. It wouldn't be reliable if it said 150. It's reliably 10 pounds off, but it's not valid. So, what this report is a mixed bag here. It's saying that the results, the election tally is is exactly as it was, close to, it's just off by a little bit. But on the other hand, it's saying, although reliable, it may be invalid because we don't know who was in fact voting. We need a full audit. Do you get it? Key, did that example make sense? Joe, yeah. yeah makes the numbers, sense? The numbers yeah. are
3: good, but how the numbers got there is, not, is exactly. Is See, I
0: need Armacost to rescue me sometimes when I talk myself into a circle. Yes, yes, the numbers may be good. How they got the damn numbers is a whole other question. I'm going to footnote that on the radio today to Joe Armacost when I say it again that way. Thank Very you. well said. Now, watch the Democrats and the media. I just said the same thing twice. Watch them now pick up on this. Now, Byron York nails this on his Twitter feed. Byron York from the Washington Examiner. He's like, <laughs> he says, watch what happens now. The media, which decried this audit. Remember that? The audit. Fraud. This audit's all fraud. Cyber ninjas. What losers? Remember the media? Watch. He says, possible scenario now. Democrats and their media allies will denounce the Arizona audit as a fraud. They have denounced it. But what if and when it show, it fails to show evidence to change the result of the election? By the way, this tweet's from a while ago. Media commentators now referring to fraud it will turn on a dime. The audit will suddenly be credible. They'll say even Arizona Republicans say (laughs) uh, that uh, Joe Biden beat Donald Trump. Bingo. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. Kenny Bell time. Absolutely correct. That is 1000% correct. They will highlight the first part. Audit says Biden beat Trump in Arizona. They will entirely leave out the second part. About chains of custody, about how they got the numbers, about if the people who submitted votes were the actual people. They'll leave that whole, the actual people, they'll leave that whole part of it out. 100%. They will leave that whole part out. Guaranteed. Don't forget the scale analogy. It's reliably 10 pounds off. It's reliable, but it's not valid. Could be. Could be. I'm not uh, jumping to conclusions on anything here. I just want to be crystal clear. I give you the data. You do with the data what you wish. Uh, One more quick note on this. Kelly Ward, the head of the Arizona GOP, um, is now saying the next step here is a full digital audit. Uh, Just the news article, which is pretty good. It says 10 questions the Arizona election audit could answer today, Friday. Kelly Ward, again, the head of the Arizona GOP, says, hey, the report from the Arizona audit team is scheduled to be released Friday, and it's just the beginning of our election integrity journey. The digital portion of the 2020 election must be audited. After months-long delays from Maricopa, the Arizona State Senate's only now getting access to the election system router and Splunk log data that's critical to completing a full forensic audit. Well, we look forward to that next. We want to make sure that elections are not only reliable, because they can be reliably wrong, right? Just like the scale. We want to make sure they're valid as well. Correct? Validity and reliability. You need both. Okay. Um, we will keep you updated on that. I promised you uh, news when it broke, and now you have it. All right, let me get to my second sponsor, and I want to get back to the uh, Jen Saki, who still still will not answer this question, this key question about the border. Watch what she does here. And watch her try to attack Peter Ducey answering this question. I got two pieces of video coming up next. Just gross. And, and her totally ducking, by the way, oh, the Hunter Biden question. yesterday. I don't have video of that, but she wouldn't answer that, of course, because it's devastating. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. survival rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, moving on. And again, I will continue to update you, <clears throat> excuse me, um, hairball, on that Arizona audit as we get breaking news. So Gen Saki is still, still ducking the question. This is the key question all of us should be laser-focused on right now. How many people, Haitians, Central Americans, South Americans, doesn't matter, people here illegally, I don't care where you're from, how many people have been admitted into the country illegally, have crossed the border? How many people? They refuse to answer the question. And notice how their math does not add up. There were 15,000 people in the Bidenville, Hooverville shanty town under the bridge in Del Rio. But the administration only seems to know where about 4,000 plus of them are, maybe 5,000. what happened to the other 10,000? Makes a point I made yesterday, I'll get to in a second. Here's clip one. Here's Saki still dodging the question. Check this out.
3: I have a question about the numbers that you gave and the math. So there are 15,000 migrants under the Del Rio Bridge Saturday. If you add up the ones that you say were expelled or released, it's less than 5,000. Say there's five thousand that are still left. Where's everybody else?
1: I, I'm happy to get you a more uh, fruitful rundown for you, if you if if helpful from the Department of Homeland Security. Okay.
0: What did I tell you? What did I tell you yesterday? They don't know. They legitimately don't know. The administration does not know. That is the. you under You, under, you get it, right? You understand that is the problem. The Biden administration has released a bunch of people into the United States. You are never going to see the overwhelming majority of them ever again in the legal process. They have no idea who they are. None. Are they good people? Bad people? Mediocre people? Nobody knows. We have no idea. Where are they from? We don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. They don't know. That is the problem. The reason Saki's ducking the question of how many people they've released into the country is because they really don't know that is the problem. They may have an idea, but it's just a guess. The border's completely open. So uh, Peter Ducey followed up with part two and asks her again, well, if you can't put a you know pinpoint the number, that basically means you don't know how many people are in the country. Doesn't that mean that's an open border? I mean, you just have to come in and say you're pregnant. They're not even asking you for evidence that you're pregnant. Anyone can say that. Here, check this out, part two.
1: There certainly is not an open border. Uh, We are continuing to employ our immigration proceedings and process and restrictions at the border. And that includes uh, the implementation of enforcing Title 42, which is an authority, a public health authority. It includes uh, moving people into either uh, a process for expedited removal or removal proceedings. That is our immigration process that we are proceeding underneath. A
3: final follow up. You say the border is not open, but we're told by our teams on the ground you guys are releasing pretty much all family units, couples where the woman says that she is pregnant or single women who say that they are pregnant and that nobody actually has to take a pregnancy test unless they want to. So-
1: Are how- you suggesting you don't believe when women say they're pregnant? Is that a big issue, we think, at the border?
3: I am not in charge of keeping the border secured. You, you guys are. Pregnant
1: women are posing a big threat to the border, You tell me. to the border communities? You Is that a big me. issue? You tell me. I'm not aware of pregnant women being a big issue of concern to people at the border.
0: Notice the snark on Peppermint. Notice Peppermint Patty Snark. This is, a, this is what losers do. When they can't answer the. Uh, liberals, by the way, do this all the time. When they cannot answer a question, they turn around and immediately go to attack mode and make it an emotional issue. Are you challenging pregnant women? Yes. Uh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. So uh, w- w- here's what I, my opinion, here's what I think Peter should have done. Peter should have come around and said, Okay, well, Jen, if that's then the logic that all you have to do is say you are pregnant and you're allowed to enter the United States without paperwork or anything, does that mean American citizens returning from vacation who don't want to wait in the passport line can go to a separate line, women, or men, because remember, leftists think men can get pregnant too. Fair question, right? They, they That's their take, not right. the normal person's, but left. Joe, fair enough, right? They think men yeah. can get pregnant. Can men and women go up at the airport at customs, and just say, I'm pregnant, and be admitted without a passport. That's the appropriate follow-up there. And, of course, the answer would be, no, because you're second-class citizens in your own country. If if anyone, man or woman, comes up to a Border Patrol agent and says they're pregnant, they're allowed entrance into the country. But, of course, Peppermint Patty, who's a total loser, has zero dignity left, never tells the truth at all, ever, has to answer a question with a question because she knows if she answers the question, she'll be made to look like the total buffoon she really is. That's what every responsible media person should be asking right now. They won't. And I encourage Peter or anyone else to ask that question since men can get pregnant. And don't don't, don't laugh. The left keeps telling us this. Yeah. Can men and women who are citizens come back at a border checkpoint or port of entry, say they're pregnant, and be granted access to the United States if they don't have a passport or driver's license or anything? Say they forgot it at home. Is that is that, Can that happen? Of course the answer is no. Because you're, again, a second-class citizen in your own country. Speaking of losers and people with no dignity, by the way, Al Sharpton, of course, a race hustler. I mean, you want to talk about a guy I've got experience with this guy out the wazoo. You should have seen this guy throw a hissy fit one time outside of a hotel in New York when I was working as a Secret Service agent over his motorcade. <laughs> ah, it was hilarious to watch. He was a little bigger back then. Uh, Big Al, he's now Thin Al, uh, Big Al was uh, showed up at the border yesterday, he wanted to start the, uh, of course, he always wants to start some kind of a race war. That's what Al Sharpton does, makes race uh, an issue out of everything. So uh, he showed up at the border, and uh, the appearance went, uh, what just went really well for him. (laughs) You may may wonder why don't I hear Big Al here in this if you're listening on audio only, if you're watching on Rumble, you'll see why. Here, check out what happened.
1: Why are you here
3: advocating for violence? Why are you here advocating for violence?
1: Del Rio is
3: not a racist city. Del Rio is a loving, caring community. We don't want your racism in Texas. Get out of here. Nobody
0: wants to hear your racist nonsense in Del Rio. You're a racist. Nobody wants you in Texas. Nobody wants
1: you in Texas. Why are you not a voice for the children that have gone
0: missing at the border? Where is your voice then? Get out with your racism get out with your reverse racism get out of here texas does not want your nonsense this is a loving community we denounce your racism and your hatred get out of texas get out of texas we haven't had a hero of the day guys in a long time that guy may be the what is it what is today's date september right what is it today september 24th that guy it's not even over yet Uh, That guy's definitely hero of the month. Whoever you are, good job. Well done. Very happy for you. Did the right thing. Ladies and gentlemen, new rules, man, right? You want to be a race hustler? Show up, make a racial situation out of a a legal border crossing situation that had nothing at all to do with race. You want to make it about race to be a race hustler, cause race riots? That's what you want to do? Yeah, we're going to call you out. You may be wondering why you didn't hear Al Sharpton. Yeah, that's the point. Hat tip daily caller, by the way. I think that's their video. Yeah, Al didn't get a word out. He tried to. But uh, he got called out for being the racist he is. So good job. Next time Al pulls that stunt again, I'd probably do the same thing over and over again. New rules, folks. New rules. You want to play by the left? The left, left loves doing that to us. Heckler, heckler, heckling people, engaging in heckler's vetoes, causing a safety situation everywhere. We don't do that second part, but the left does all the time. You're entitled to assemble anywhere. Speak your mind. Maybe you should. Big Al, I bet, regrets that one. All right, let me get to my, uh, my next sponsor. And then uh, what have I told you over and over? The biggest threats to liberty in this country right now, the government and big tech and the symbiote they've created. There's no question about it. Okay, big tech, uh, the big tech government symbiote, the biggest threat to liberty today. We're seeing it again. Fakebook is now engaged in a full-on effort to go full Soviet. They were only about 99.9% Soviet before. They're going full Soviet now. They are now doubling down. On fact checkers, fact checkers, which have proved to be total scammers and grifters. They are people who tried to hack it in journalism and couldn't. So they get picked up uh, by other uh, quote fact checking outlets and they're used to silence conservative voice. That's the only purpose. They don't f- check facts. Please take that nonsense elsewhere. That's if you're a liberal who believes that you're listening to the wrong show. Here's an interesting article by media Post. It's not a partisan outlet. Uh, it's up in my newsletter, but I want you to read what fake is doing now to make sure they get rid of, quote, low-quality content, which is really which means conservative content or, or Trump-based content, okay? Facebook's policy is to stifle news until its third-party fact-checkers have now completed a review. Those fact-checkers are useless when they're incapable of doing any original reporting before concluding a story isn't factual. A book published this week vindicated the New York Post by providing the original reporting so lacking at most other news organizations. The new book, The Bidens, Inside the First Family's 50-Year Rise to Power, by political reporter Ben Schreckinger, presents more evidence that Hunter's laptop material is genuine. What's the obvious problem here, ladies and gentlemen? Now that we have fake book doubling down on fake partisan fact checkers, you are going to have a very serious, I'm not kidding, public health problem and election integrity problem going forward. No one is going to have faith in any election knowing that fake book, YouTube, and big tech will do what they did with Hunter Biden and will silence legitimate medical information. How do you have a country moving forward where people don't trust the two most important things, public health and public elections? How? How? YouTube's in on the action, too. Here's another story. Read Read this in my newsletter if you want to really get pissed. Just the news, Greg Piper. YouTube promises a pullback on COVID censorship after mass deplatforming of public meetings. Sure, they're going to pull back. Did you read this? Apparently, if you go to a public meeting, did you hear this story? This one, listen to this. You guys, this this one will really piss you off. If you go to a public meeting, apparently it's happened in St. Louis, their county council. You go to the St. Louis County Council, a government meeting, and they allow public comments and you say anything in the public comments section of the public meeting that doesn't comport with the two approved leftist narratives on COVID. How many times? You know what you know what they are, right? Take your damn vaccine and wear two masks. You say anything else, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, masks may not be effective. You say any of that, they take down YouTube the whole meeting. Can you imagine something more destructive to the republic then the biggest public platforms out there for the exchange of information, supposedly there to inform the citizenry, both rigging elections by suppressing information on candidates that they that they like, like Joe Biden suppressing negative information and highlighting false information like they did in 2016 about Trump. Can you imagine anything more dangerous than interfering in elections by picking candidates in the new public square and then second, censoring Public comments in official government proceedings. Thank you, Joe. Mm We got to rep the uh, Soviet hat for this one. (laughs) Thank you, Joe. We appreciate that. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) I forget about that sometimes. Of course, the Soviet National Anthem, the National Anthem of Google, Facebook, and Twitter. Folks, I'm not kidding. What is the obvious problem here? They're interfering in elections and public health are getting people killed and leading to people having a total mistrust that public leaders are actually leaders at all, that they've been selected, not elected. Here, you need more evidence of public health's in danger from ScrewTube and others censoring information, legitimate public information about coronavirus that goes against the approved narrative. Here's another. These these guys are great, by the way. Jeff Carlson and Hans Monkey. They're terrific, both of them. I suggest you follow them on social media. They are fantastic. Big hat tip to both of them. Follow them. Here's their piece at the Epic Times. You got to read. I'll be covering this on Unfiltered this weekend too. From a a whistleblower who has killer info. Do not miss. Please don't miss my show this weekend. I I please. The guy I've got on is how his information hasn't gone mainstream yet. Is crazy. I got a COVID a whistleblower coming out don't miss it unfiltered Saturday at 10 but here leaked documents reveal proposal by Peter Daszak's organization for developing COVID-like viruses not that I'm teasing the show unnecessarily but wait till I tell you something I told you months ago on my show now appears to be coming true we were funding China's creation of a super virus that's why it's evolving so quickly folks because it's not natural What does this have to do with YouTube, Fakebook, and Twitter? They suppressed this Wuhan story months ago. How do we know the Wuhan lab isn't creating more viruses right now? Because Fakebook, ScrewTube, and Twitter contributed to the public health crisis by allowing them to do it without calling them out. What's the other downside to all this nonsense? You have politicized agencies in the United States now, too that are just following along with big tech and Google and they'll suppress anything, including information on masks, that they're not working. Again, I say all the time, the money ball rule, if masks are working, why aren't masks working? If it wasn't for ScrewTube, Facebook, and Twitter, you'd know masks aren't working. But because it's not an approved narrative, that politicizes agencies and big tech works in conjunction with the government, gets rid of information. Here, Fox News. CDC quietly removed school guidance for eliminating masks and rolling back COVID-19 prevention efforts. Oh, this is fascinating. You didn't know about this. Stealth editing their own website. So the CDC website had a path to taking these face diapers off the kids. It seems to have disappeared. Look at this from the Fox news piece. A note on the CDC guidance states it was updated to recommend indoor masking for everyone but it doesn't mention that any language was removed. What well, was removed? Well, on August 4th, the guidance indicated it was intended to help school administrators and health officials determine which prevention strategies to use and how to transition out of COVID pandemic precautions as community transmissions of COVID-19 reached low level or stops. That portion's now gone. Let me sum that up for you. Masks forever now, folks, according to the CDC. Teachers' union have anything to do with that? I'd like to know that. I'd like to see these recent emails from the CDC. Teachers' union, have anything to do? they want your kids masked all the time. They have no evidence these things have done a damn thing to stop transmission of coronavirus on a mass scale. None. But they still want your kids suffocating in these masks. They do. And YouTube and Facebook and Twitter play right along. That's why the CDC doesn't care. They stealth that at their website. They know that big tech companies will back them up. By the way, there is a remedy to this Daily Wire story in the show notes today. This is actually the silver lining here. There is one to the whole teachers' unions, uh, the teachers' unions' attempts to destroy your kids. They hate your kids. Teachers' unions just hate your kids. They hate your kids. They don't dislike your kids. They hate your kids. Not teachers. The teachers' unions legit hate your kids. And it's blowing up in their faces. Private and charter schools grow. 1.4 million children have left traditional public schools during COVID, Daily Wire, Ben Zieselhoff. You can see it right here. Read this article today. 1.4 million children flipping the double barrel middle finger to teachers' unions and saying, eh, you want to face diaper my kids without producing a shred of evidence this is actually going to do anything? Yeah, we're just going to take off. See you later. Get out of these public schools as soon as you can. Folks, I'm, I'm, I'm as serious as a heart attack right now. If you have the means or ability to escape these public schools, do it, do it now. Please do not wait. They are indoctrination factories full of lunatic radical leftists who only want your kids in mass because they want your kids afraid. That is, it. it has nothing to do with coronavirus. Please get away from these maniacs as soon as you can. Yeah, I said it. Oh, let me get to this quick video. I got questions with Dan, but this just, just quick. Uh, so AOC yesterday uh, voted present, which she always uh, fillets other people for doing present means she doesn't have the guts to take a decision on is on Israel's iron dome funding. You know, AOC associates with a lot of anti-Semites in Congress, so they don't want Israel to be able to defend itself. So AOC, instead of voting no, if she was principal, no, we're not going to fund Israel's Iron Dome. She voted present because AOC is a fraud. Um, She's the biggest actress in Congress. And notice, it says she started crying after the vote. I want you to watch this. If you're listening, please watch this on Rumble. It's hilarious. Watch how AOC knows exactly where the camera is. Watch this. She knows exactly where the camera is for this little Oscar worthy episode of her crying about her present vote. Check this out. Mr. Lawson Florida pursuant to house Resident 8 and for in the house that Mr. Lawson will vote nay on, on house Resolution 483 amendments. He votes nay. Remember what you keep bringing up? Good Remember the crying performance at the border? Oh, be watching. She's looking at an empty parking lot. Here's AOC. She knows exactly where the camera is on the house floor. Watch. Watch the Rumble video. You'll notice there's the, the podium where people can speak. She knows to the right of the podium. That's the camera shot. And she conveniently cries and stops right there. She is the biggest phony in Congress. Anybody fell for this Oscar worthy performance? Uh, you are hilariously stupid if you fell for this. Present. She doesn't have the guts to do any At least have the guts to stand up for what you claim to believe She doesn't believe in anything, she's an actress the Text the rich, what a fraud, what a fake I can't, If you're a leftist and you follow this dunce I, I Really, I feel for you, seek mental health assistance immediately Okay, let me get to this quick Showing you again on the whole collusion hoax Folks, it wasn't just Democrats It was Republicans, believe it or not Working with a George Soros funded group, proving my point again, that Republicans may not be the solution to all your problems because of stuff like this. But Democrats are most certainly the cause of them. And my second point as well, that most Republicans are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. Here's a great article, Just the News, John Solomon and the great Lee Smith. The great John Solomon, too. It'll be in my newsletter. Please read it. Effort to spread discredited Russian collusion theory was welcomed by John McCain's Senate panel memo show. So McCain's Armed Services Committee was working with a a known leftist, this Daniel Jones, who was being funded by George Soros. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Again, unlike leftists who will never, ever criticize their own party because they have no principles, even when their party does things that runs contrary to their principles, I will. And so will other principal conservatives because we don't accept people who don't back conservative principles, period. And you should be proud of that, that we're not political hacks like liberals who care only about power and have no principles. A spokesman for George Soros, by the way, confirms that the progressive mega donor was one of the financial backers of the Democrat, Democracy Integrity Project run by Dan Jones. Tax records show the group raised more than 7 million in donations in 2017 and they hired Fusion GPS. You know, They produced the debunked Hillary uh, Steele dossier to pursue allegations of foreign interference in the election. So very simply, John McCain's crew over there worked with this guy, Dan Jones, who ran this group that was being funded by George Soros to attack Donald Trump, showing you again, do not put blind faith in Republicans ever. By the way, Matt Palumbo, who runs BonginoReport.com, the conservative alternative to the Drudge Report, Matt has a new book coming out called The Man Behind the Curtain about George Soros. Folks, pre-order it today. I got to look at the initial copy. It is an eye-opener on the, the extent of George Soros' involvement in your life and in politics. It's called The Man Behind the Curtain. You can pre-order it now wherever you get your books by Matt Palumbo. Check it out. We'll be having him on the show as the book gets closer to pub date, but pick it up now. We got to have a good idea. It's gonna, I'm telling you, it's going to sell out instantly in pre-orders. I mean, excuse me, when it goes uh, when it when it launches on the pub date. All right, let's get to questions for Dan. Desk is always a mess. Hey Dan, I know you mentioned before moving to a red state as we see blue states getting worse. Apparently, Charlie Kirk says to stay and fight. In my case, I live in Schenectady. I only know how to pronounce that because I'm from New York, and I just moved from a uh, woke Rochester a couple of weeks ago. I want to try to help Lee Zeldin get elected. He's running for governor of New York. through volunteer efforts. Do you think it's worth trying to stick it out here in New York until the 2022 election? Or have we gone? Are we too far gone? Folks, some people have to stick it out. Not everyone can move. So my answer here isn't black or white. Everything in life is on the margins, right? You don't say heat or no heat in the winter. The question is how much heat on the thermostat? Well, politics is the same way. It's not black or white. It's not move or don't move. My suggestion to you is if you have the ability to move, I would move to a swing state where your vote means more. I just think it's a simple mathematical strategic calculus to win elections and turn swing states red. If you cannot move, you have a business, you have family, I believe you can do a lot to create what I call pockets of resistance in blue states. And you can give the Democrats a lot of trouble, create sanctuary counties, Second Amendment sanctuary counties. So the answer is yes and no. If you can move, I think you should. You should move to a swing state. There are a lot of great places to live. If you can't move and you're stuck behind, you should create significant pockets of resistance. You should still be an activist. You should still speak out. And you should try to turn purple counties within blue states blood red, like they do in Maryland, where Western Maryland's as red as humanly possible. Yeah, Maryland. I ran there. You're not going to find a redder place in the country than Western Maryland. Create pockets of resistance. They got great sheriffs up there too. So it's a mixed bag, that answer. But it's, it's the truth. Okay, here's question number two. Hey, Dan, I'm in New Jersey, and I'm thinking about running for the 11th district in Congress. The Cook PVI says it's about even, whereas the next district is a D plus 34. <laughs> what sources should I be looking into to prepare for this? Also, is there value in running as an independent? That's from Joshua Ortiz. Well, congrats for looking to run for office. I did it myself. It's, it's tough. It's a lot. couple of tips if you're going to run office. Well, let's address the last question first. Should you run as an independent? No, please do not. In many states, you're going to have to get a whole bunch of signatures to get on a ballot. And here's the problem. If you don't have name ID, so Joshua, uh, which you do not. Matter of fact, you may have it now, ironically, after we read your name. If you don't have name ID, you have to keep in mind that split ticket voting is almost non-existent anymore. What do I mean by that? If you're choosing to run for office, most people vote straight ticket. They don't vote for a Democrat for governor and a Republican for Congress. That doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't. The numbers are so small, it's almost irrelevant. So what I'm telling you is no one cares what your name is unless you, I mean, seriously, unless your name ID is like Sylvester Stallone or Donald Trump, right? And everybody knows you. No one's even looking at your name. If you run as an independent, they just go Republican, 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 Republican. Democrat, 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 you're going to lose and no one is ever going to look at your name ever. Do not run as an independent. And then also, why do you want to have to get, you know, in many states, you need to get a whole bunch of ballot signatures to get on the ballot. Why waste your time? Just try to win the primary. It just doesn't make tactical sense. Clean up the Republican Party first. So no, don't run as an independent. Secondly, what should you do if you want to run? Well, folks, I hate to tell you this, but I ran for Congress uh, uh, twice. One time for the Senate, it's all Congress, but you get the point, Senate, House. It's all about money. I'm sorry to tell you that. But it's not the way it was back 200 years ago where, you could, where the population was small and you go in the town square and say, I'm running for Congress. My name is Dan Bongino. Hear ye, hear ye. Here are my positions. That's not the way any of this works anymore. It's going to require an extensive amount of money to do social media advertising to do mailers, a lot of older folks still read their mail, folks. They do. Mailers matter. I got crushed in an election in the mail. Crushed. In the mail. Because I ran in Florida, which has a large percentage of older folks. You're going to need a lot of money. So if you can self-fund or find donors, that's the answer. I don't, may not be one you like, but you're going to have to pay a good consultant who knows what they're doing. Takes a lot of money. All right, there's a so long answer there. Let me get to the next one. Hey, Dan. Rush and many conservative talk show hosts had to endure some dismal years through the Clinton and Obama terms in office. Though you've had a great podcast through America's pinnacle of Trump years, how difficult is it to have a podcast, TV show, and a daily radio show now that a once great country has hit a banana republic low? That's from Nicholas T. Yeah, it is difficult, though, if I can be candid with you. Remember, though, we, Joe and I started under uh, under Obama. Remember, Joe, we didn't start under Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, Joe and I started and grew this podcast under Obama. I mean, we became a top conservative podcast, not, not under, not, not under Trump. I mean, it grew. Yeah. During those four years, no question, especially during the Spygate scandal, but we were already, you know, uh, a, a big podcast under Obama, but, um, it is hard. I, you know, I talked to Joe and Gee a lot, obviously off air, on air after the show, you know, we've been together a while now. Even gee has been here for a while now. And, um, it isn't easy to bring you bad news every day because there's a part of me that says, oh, "I'll put some lipstick on it, make people feel better. And I want you to know, I never caved to that because you deserve the truth. And, you know, for as bad as things get, I'm convinced that we're going to get out of this thing, but it's not easy every morning to have to bring you the new apocalypse, you know? And I'm honored that our numbers haven't suffered pretty much at all. We had a slight dip after the election, but they're back that the fact that most of you stick with us, even though Joe Biden's ruining the country because you want to be a part of saving it, is an honor to me. But yeah, it isn't easy. It's a good question. All right, moving on. Uh, hey, Dan, you had a very resp- uh, respect, respectful and honorable job with the Secret Service. I know I served with Marine One. As you know, it's a position of the office more than it is the person. That's right. So why did you leave the Secret Service to run for office and then become an activist? That's a canine handler 8899 Well, you know, listen, I saw the Obama years up close and personal, and uh, I didn't want any part of it. And I knew that we live in a constitutional republic. I'm not a liberal. He was the president of the United States, and that uh, I was going to keep him alive no matter what and do my job when I was one of his lead advance agents to do that. The politics never got in the way at all. But there was a side of me as well that knew, you know, I was working for the government, My paycheck was fine. And I was watching this guy destroy the United States of America. I was, you know, a lot of the things you see, there are really disturbing and seeing it from the inside was even worse. And I decided it was time to go and do something about it. It wasn't overnight though. I mean, I said to my wife, I think in, uh, was it January or so that I wanted to leave the Secret Service that I couldn't take working for Obama anymore, right? After the inauguration, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm watching this thing just collapse in front of us. And it took her months to come around to think I wasn't crazy. You know, it was about, I think, May before she said, I'm not going to talk you out of this, am I? I said, No. She said, Okay, do it. So I left and ran for office and we won the primary, but we, you know, we lost the general. So, all right, moving on. Uh, hey Dan, if the indictment indicates the use of class, they're talking about the Sussman indictment, the Clinton attorney indicates the use of classified materials, what possible classified materials could a law firm have been have had given that they're private citizens and not authorized to present to possess them? That's USMC vet 0311. That is the question, isn't it? That's a fantastic question. How is it that a Clinton attorney working for a non-government law firm was indicted, and if there's allegations that there's classified material involved. Did someone give the Clinton team classified materials to a Clinton attorney to pass on to Fusion GPS? I don't know. Be interesting. So I don't answer a question typically with a question, but I don't want to say just yet what I think that is, but where was the pipeline here? Was the pipeline... Clinton. Here, here's the here's the question. I'll, I'll leave it as this, and I think you'll get what I'm, uh, what, I'm what, what where I think this is going. Was the pipeline Hillary Clinton Fusion GPS one way giving information to the FBI and CIA, or did that street run two ways? Because that would be the real scandal, wouldn't it? Can you imagine if the FBI and CIA and others were giving information back to the Clinton campaign? If you're a regular listener of my podcast, I think you already know the answer. More on that coming. Okay, a couple more quick ones. Hey, Dan, love the interview with Bill O'Reilly. It was on my radio show. Only bad thing, was too short. Would you ever consider longer interviews, 30, 45 minutes, and would you consider doing hour-long interviews as a separate edition to your podcast? Thanks for all you do. RK Patriot. Great question. We are adding a Sunday podcast show. It is going to be our best interviews from the week on radio. Please check it out. You will see it this Sunday. We have Bill O'Reilly. Who else is there? Uh, Bill O'Reilly, Donald Trump, and who's here? Oh, Brian Birdwell. Our best radio interviews of the week. Don't miss it. It'll be at wherever you get our podcast: Rumble, Apple, Spotify, wherever it is. It will be there this Sunday. In addition to the Bongino Brief we release on Saturday. So yes, check that out. But a separate podcast interview? No, we're just gonna. We do a lot of interviews during the week, so uh, it, it the podcast interview will be the best interviews we did during the week on the radio program. I promise you'll like it. We got big, review, great reviews about it last time. Last question. Oh, that is the last question. Okay. All right. Sorry, I lost track of my own questions there. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please check out check out my show this weekend, Unfiltered. I promise you will not be disappointed. One of the guests we have, this whistleblower, we're like 99% of the way there to getting them. It has a really, really explosive information about where coronavirus came from and why it's so deadly right now. Or so, uh, so contagious, deadly for some, I want to be precise. Don't miss the show, Unfiltered, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll see you there. See you on Monday. Good day, sir! You just heard Dan Bongino.